Welcome to episode 26 of Communicast, a communication skills podcast. I'm Scott D'Amico, president of Communispond, a global communication skills training organization. In this episode, I'm talking with Yawande Faloyan, founder and CEO of Otito, which specializes in coaching entrepreneurial executives and serial high achievers. Check out the episode to hear our discussion around mindset, how to ask questions without it feeling like an interrogation, and the importance of connecting with your strengths, values, and passion. I hope you enjoy. Yuande, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. Absolutely. Really looking forward to our conversation. And just to get us started, maybe tell the listeners out there a little bit about yourself, your background, and your career journey, because you have some pretty interesting experiences I think led you to where you are today. So I would love for you to share a little bit about that to kick us off. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. It's so interesting how we always assume or we think, oh, it's a straight road. Yeah, not not at all. Not at all. Not for any of us. So um, I'm an executive leadership coach and I specialize uh, now in helping serial high achievers and entrepreneurs to effortlessly leap to their next level of leadership, which is very, very different from where I started because I actually uh, studied computer science at university and started as a software developer, which is which I don't code now. No one asked me to code. It'll be a mess. Um, but I love I always love kind of the analytical side of I think problem solving has always been something that's been in my career, but loved all of that. And then I moved into finance. So actually working in prime brokerage, supporting hedge fund COOs on whatever it was that they needed sorted. So if you imagine these really amazing people start a hedge fund, but then in terms of business support, they often need help from like prime brokers. So we did that. What was great about that is it allowed me to continue to do work, um, I guess to work with my old tech buddies because I still liked the idea of like creating something from nothing, um, but I wasn't the best coder. And so this allowed me to still be in kind of like that middle place of understanding the business and helping the, our business to deliver to hedge funds, as well as doing other stuff around legal and, and, and delivering things. And then, and there's kind of a theme at each crux where I get a little bit bored and I'm like, what do I want to do next? And I got selected um, as, a, as a, I think they were calling it a fast rising VP at that point to do consulting work, uh, pro bono consulting work for a charity in London. And it was the most exciting, interesting thing that I'd ever done. And I went, I know what I'll do. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'll go be a consultant because consultants don't know <laughs> what they want to do with their lives. Um, so I joined McKinsey, spent three years there, best three years of my corporate life that I would never do again because I burnt out twice in 18 months. It was amazing. It was fascinating. It was high flying, working with like CEOs, all this stuff. And I burnt out stopped completely, booked a yoga teacher training course, explored and really connected with where I felt that I'd, where my strengths, passions and values lied. And then before I knew it, and I still to this day do not remember the day that I remember that I decided to start my own business. But before I knew it, that led me down the path of coaching. And I was like, executive coaching, specifically in the area of leadership and performance is me. And that's what I do now. <laughs> That is quite a journey, right? You often hear of this career ladder, this career lattice. I don't know what we would call this going from <laughs> software and coding and then over into finance and brokerage and then some pro bono stuff with nonprofits and consulting and now starting your own business in, in leadership and performance coaching. That is 
fantastic, quite a journey. And I'm sure you're able to pull on all of those skills that you've learned throughout your career and in different aspects to be able to bring those to the table for your clients today, because there's such a diverse background in your experience, to be able to pull little things from each role and then help help the folks that you're working with today. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's one a big learning and no doubt for people listening as well. We don't leave anything behind, right? And so like harnessing all the things that you learn and bring them along with you. Um, yeah, very beneficial. Spot on. So I would think of all of those different areas where you've worked that we just discussed, communication skills plays a big part in all of those. And I would think very much so in the work that you're doing today. So when you yeah. hear the term either communication skills or that someone is a great communicator or a strong communicator, what, what kind of picture pops into your mind? What does that look like to you? Yeah, it's so it's it's interesting I think that's such a great question because one, you've kind of tied the fact that regardless of what I was doing, communication was so critical and communication was critical to success in everything, right? You might think as a coder, you know, all you're doing is sitting down and, and coding, but if you can't communicate and effect effectively explain what you're doing to your team or you create something amazing, but you can't explain to the world what this thing is, like that's complete, that's lost potential. At the same time, my, my, my understanding of communication has naturally shifted. So when I think about communication, there's obviously like the more technical piece of it, which is like what we're doing right now. I say something, you say something, you say like, and it's like, how can we best understand each other as much as possible? But I think in a lot of the work in, in my personal development, what, what I've grown to see communication more as is one, an expression of oneself, in the most effective way possible, but then also the other side and the listening from the other side, right? It's almost like communication is, it's its its less about one versus the other. And we can kind of go into the technicalities of the way that I, I see it and break it down if that would be helpful. But it's its almost like the meeting point in, in the conversation as opposed to me, you, me, you. It's like this whole thing that we're creating is communication. And so when I think of like the best communicators, I find that it's folks who are able to not just authentically speak what's in their minds, but to almost pull that out of others, where it's like now we're we're all in this together, right? Again, it's not me or you, but it's it's a it's a collective, collaborative, you know, connection point. I completely agree. Communication, effective communication, really is that two-way street. Because if I'm just standing up there and I'm pontificating, I'm putting all my thoughts out into the world and one, those, I don't know if those are being received properly from the audience or that my intent is being received and I'm not getting anything back from them. To me, that's really not communication. It's just sharing of information. And you know, a lot of times we get asked here at Communispond, my, the company that I work for is what does Communispond mean? And is the merging of the words communicate and respond because your communications, you want to elicit a response out of that to keep the dialogue going and ultimately to ensure understanding. That's a big part of communication. I think a lot of people miss out on is ensuring that there is that understanding there. And one of the things that you touched on earlier is around this idea of your problem solving. You really like focusing in, focusing in and solving problems. Myself, very much the same way. What I found though is, you know, for me, at least personally, is because I am a problem solver, I have to work really, really hard to slow down and listen, really listen to what that problem is and 
ask more questions to fully understand it because my natural inclination when I hear something or I see an opportunity to fix something, I just want to jump right in and try and solve it as best I can. So for me, it's been a practice and an ongoing practice of, you know, how do I slow down and, and really, really understand what's going on? Yeah, I think I, I, I love that you brought that up because it's, I mean, two things that you said there. One, the name Communist Bond is just amazing because you're absolutely right. Otherwise, it's either just noise or you might as well be on a stage just saying stuff to people and just block your ears, right? If you really are trying to communicate, it is the response part as well that is just as important, if not sometimes more so. And um, the problem solving part of it, it, it is big for a lot of people, especially, especially when you have something that you know really well and you're like almost an expert in it, right? It's like, I've seen it, I've done it. So if someone says something, it's like, oh, I just wanna fix it. One thing that I find that sometimes helps when I'm in that process is kind of going back and going, what am I trying to achieve, right? If all I'm trying to do is just tell you what I know, does that get me to where it is that I want? Right. If instead I'm trying to connect, communicate so that we can move further, even further than what's possible for me alone. Right. Because that's where the magic is. Then I've got to I've, I've got I've, I've to not just communicate. But if I if I add communication to leadership, it's almost like pulling out the things from other people that they may not even be comfortable sharing or that they don't even know that's within them. And then now we're all moving forward, like at a pace and a distance that couldn't be possible individually. And I think it's a great way to differentiate yourself because a lot of people do not do that. And if I just take an example of you and I go meet with the same client and the client discusses a problem that they're having, whether it's around leadership or some performance, and I listen, I go, oh, okay, yeah, here's how we can help you. Boom, 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 boom. And it's just what they need. They're gonna be, okay, that, that makes sense. And if you come in and just really pause and dig down into several layers deeper as to why, what's going on. What's the impact of this? How is this impacting the organization financially or from a morale culture standpoint, whatever it may be. And then you come back and layer your solutions and relate it back to those points. You're going to stand out head and shoulders above me because they're going to feel that you really listened and you really understood what their challenges were and that your solutions are tailored or point directly back to some of those, those challenges that they're trying to fix. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And when you were sharing that, the word value came to mind. It's like, what is, what's the value that you're bringing? Um, and I see that a lot with, so, I mean, I'll give you an example of, of myself personally, right? When I was um, certainly a lot, a lot more junior, my value was tied to how much I knew, how much I could, I could share, like, so that I could, I could almost prove my worth in a meeting where I just felt like the most junior person there. It's like, if I can share something that no one else knows, <laughs> Then, then they'll know that I'm, it's okay that I'm breathing this air in a small room. Hopefully they'll invite me back. Whereas if, if you kind of go, well, if my value, like I love that example that you just gave, which, which I've, I've, I've certainly evolved to and I now work with others on is actually my value is to help support this person to go deeper, further, beyond, more specific to what they need in this moment then the conversation and communication is very different. Now it's not even just about me. It's now moving to them and it's now moving to us. Um, and I just reiterate that because again, the name, the name of your podcast, Communist Bond, it, it's, the two, it's the two way thing. Whereas we often think of communication as one way, um, which is why again, listening is a skill set that I, that I often kind of help 
help break down for people so that they understand the different ways of listening and then they can be a choice as to which one will be most effective. Absolutely agree. Value is completely underrated. A lot of people miss that component. And the, one of the best ways to do that is by really listening and asking effective questions. You can understand very tangibly, how can I help and add value to this person, client, internal partner, whatever it may be. You want to, as you are out there working with, with clients today, working with different organizations or individuals, what are some of the skills that you are seeing specifically around you know, the communication sector? What are some of the skills that are either really lacking that you're, you're meeting with people or that you're seeing that people really are finding value or importance in that they really want to focus on? I'll start with what I find that's lacking. There's one that we've already discussed, which is listening. The other piece is it's almost the mindset that's driving that communication. And I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a tangible example. So um, I was working, I was working with someone on uh, not, not an unusual topic going in and negotiating salary as well as uh, flexible, like their, you know, work from home status mm -hmm. with everyone coming in. And, and they were like, well, can we just like, let's just go to the, what do I need to do? <laughs> like, how do I communicate to them that they've already agreed to this and they just need to move forward with it? Like they were quite frustrated because six months, six months ago, their boss had said, yeah, of course you can work from home. It's not a problem. That's when everyone is working from home. Mm -hmm. But the reality now is a little bit different because everyone's coming back in the office and, and it's changing. So, there, so um, my client who I was working with is just really, really frustrated and it made sense, right? Because they felt like they'd already had an agreement. And that communication is lacking. So when we started talking about it, um, and I do a lot of work in like mindset with clients, just like understanding like what's the energy, what's the mindset that's coming through? And they were just like, yeah, I'm frustrated. Like the mindset is they either get what they want or I get what I want. And so if you go into communication with that, with, with that mindset, you know, defensiveness, anger, frustration, listening to the other person becomes so much harder, right? How, I mean, I'll say it for myself, when I'm really, really angry, I'm not, I'm not hearing anything. All I can hear is the anger in my, in my ears yep. and the blood rushing through my head, right? And so a lot of the work that I work on is then going, all right, let's, let's try to shift, shift that mindset to what if you were coming from a place of, um, caring and support for the other person, right? So we work on empathy. So what might that person be going through? Well, and, and my client was like, well, it must be difficult for them, right? They now have, they have to manage all of this. I know that they actually want to give me this, but then their boss is, is kind of pressing on them to bring everyone back into the office. Okay, if you go in with that perspective, what might you do? Well, when I'm communicating, and this is what my client was saying, well, if I, if I think that when I'm communicating, I'll try to better understand what they need from me to better influence their boss. Okay, how can we do that? Well, I can ask <laughs> what's actually holding them back because I know that we have that good relationship. And so it's, and, and there's kind of like a structure that I go through around the different mindsets um, so that it becomes really tangible and you can almost like pick and choose like a, like a candy store. Um, there's no right or wrong, but provided mm -hmm. that you're in, you're in control of what's happening. And I think because people don't often understand their mindset, you just go with the default. And then it becomes so much harder both to communicate, but then again, to our point, to listen in order to have effective communication to get to where it is that you want to go. I think that countless jobs and endless amounts of revenue probably could have been saved if people would really appreciate the importance of mindset 
when communicating. Whether it is going in to negotiate a job or benefits or simply firing off an email when you are upset or frustrated <laughs> and you have a knee-jerk reaction, sometimes thinking about that mindset and often it's just taking a few minutes to cool off or for me, mindset is also, you, you touched on understanding the other person's point of view and starting to think through it in, in those terms or through that lens. And as you're talking, it made me think of sometimes when I'm communicating with my kids, and I, I have a 13 year old and at that age, oh, yes, <laughs> you're the, he's a great kid, but sometimes just, you know, that the listening isn't there. And I feel like I'm just saying the same thing to him over. I'm like, no, you can't do that. Why? Because it's not safe or this or that. And, and I'll get frustrated because he keeps, you know, coming back. And part of it's just the age they're testing and, and testing boundaries. But then when I do step back and shift that mindset of, all right, he's 13, you know, the way that our brains work fundamentally are different currently. And I try to relate back to either when I was that age or try to understand what he's thinking of and kind of format my communication or hedge my communications against that and give him more context. And you know, sometimes you do have to just open up more and provide more details than maybe you wanted to, to help them understand and accept your answer rather than just saying no, because it's not safe. It's not whatever it may be. But yeah, having that proper mindset is so important. Yeah. I love that you said that because you actually just described one of the other models that I, I work with people on, which is like the different types of listening. So there's, they're like basically three subjective, objective, and intuitive, right? Subjective is I'm listening from my perspective and I'm honestly just listening to see how this is relevant to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Objective is I am listening and I'm completely focused on that other person, but it's a little bit more, it's like, I'm kind of taking their words at face value. It's, it's like just almost, I could summarize what they said, but it's not deeper. But when you were talking about your son there, where you were like, well, you know, taking into account where he's coming from and what he's saying, that's intuitive because there are things below the surface of what people say. And unless you, and it's weird because it's almost like, it's like a mindset energetic listening. Some of it you can get from cues from the way people are moving, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just like little words or the way they say the word, or just the fact that you know them well enough, like your son to know that, you know, if he's kind of a little bit stroppy, maybe something happened happened in school, or if he brings up the same things over and over again, maybe there's a, there's a stressor, there's tension there. And so if you can, the, the further you go down into the depths of listening, like into intuitive listening, then you see and you notice things. And then, you know, you just ask a question, huh, what's going on there? And then it just mm -hmm. breaks through and it makes that communication so much more effective. The asking question part of that really is the key because you're going to uncover what's not being said. And I remember seeing an example not too long ago where you know, somebody went to the boss said, hey, I need to take a few days off work or whatever. And at face value, okay, good. They need, they need to take a few days off work. That's great. But if you just kind of just go at it from there, but sometimes if you take and just ask questions, you may understand I'm really burned out. I have so much going on. I need, then you best know how you can serve them as a leader. And even just back to my, my son, if he said, oh, I, I really need a new pair of shoes. Initial reaction, we go, all right, you don't, you have 20 pairs of shoes. You don't need these shoes, whatever it may be. But if you start going back and asking questions, maybe, maybe their shoes are, are old and beat up and maybe they're getting bullied about it or whatever it may be. So really taking the time to understand what somebody is saying and simply just not waiting to respond 
takes communication and relationships to the next level. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to just for the, the sake of the asking questions thing, I, I agree with you. It is so underrated. Um, I sometimes do like this group program on, on helping people accelerate their promotion. But one of the things we first talk about is communicating with more senior people, because it's all about like, how do you lead senior people, people to basically work for you so that you have more power, access and influence in order to get what you want um, or to, to mutual for mutual beneficial um, mm. opportunities. And there's always a point where we'll talk about booking that first meeting with that really senior person that you usually wouldn't book, right? Because they like to, to push the envelope a little bit. And we talk about how do you align your goals with theirs and folks go, but I, I, I don't know what their goals are. And so I do a little bit of an exercise of what do you think? What do you think? But they're like, but I'm still not sure. I was like, how do you find out? <laughs> and they're like, hmm. well, I can ask, I can ask them. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You can ask them and you can ask them a little bit more and you could ask them like asking is a skill set. It's an important part of communication. We don't we, we're not born knowing everything. Right. Um, and it's such a great leadership skill set because sometimes leaders don't even know what's in their heads until they sit, which is where you talk about thought partners. Right. And mm -hmm. they value those thought partners or coaches like us and in, in helping them move forward because there's stuff in their head that they haven't got out. Um, but yeah. Questions, questions, questions. And that's how you add value. When you help somebody articulate what's up here and get it out is a tremendous way to add value, whether you're a salesperson, consultant, or just someone internally working with a leader, getting mm -hmm. that out. When, when you ask a question, someone kind of goes, huh, yeah. that's interesting. I never thought of it. You've immediately yeah. just you know, kind of gone up to that next level and it makes a huge difference in the conversations and the relationships. Yuanda, we've talked about a number of different things, number of skills, and you've shared a lot about your experience. If you had to pinpoint it down to say you know, one, maybe two key communication skills that have helped you along that journey we talked about at the beginning, what would you say those one or two skills are? Hmm. I would I would say the first the first one undoubtedly is 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 um. It kind of goes back to the questioning, but for me personally, it's it's going to the conversations from a place of curiosity. That that's me personally. That that and the reason I kind of share that is different people, and this kind of goes back to mindset, can get to that place where they feel comfortable asking questions, but our each of our motivators for that may be slightly different, mm -hmm. right? For some people, it might be more about like helping someone else. Right. Which is part of it for me as well. But for the core for me is like, I'm curious. I love to learn. I love to push the envelope. And so once I once I sort of realized that 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 curiosity and the reason behind it. So the why is always very important for me. I sort of honed in on that and I get excited about that. So it makes questioning and therefore, to your point, adding more value that much more effortless. Um, and then I would say the second thing for me is not being it was sort of redefining what value means um because again i i i recognize this like when i look back at like a younger version of myself um value was very different my my value i tied to all what i was doing all the things i was doing which then got to the burnout but that's neither here nor there as well as what I could tell people, 
right? And it wasn't from an arrogant place, but it was more, oh my gosh, if I don't have anything to say, or if what I say, mm -hmm. so, so that's where I, I'd get into those moments where it'd be like, um, I don't have anything to say, so I'm not going to contribute. And then you leave the meeting, you're like, oh, why didn't I say it? Or someone else says it, you're like, oh, I should have said it. It was such a good point. And so once I kind of released that and I went, well, my value is tied to me, right? I've been hired here. Other people see value in me. Why can't I see value as well? I think that also helps with communication. So for me, curiosity and then redefining what value is. Um, so it helps with both sides of communication, listening as well as speaking up. You brought up a, a really interesting point around questioning and curiosity. As you know, we talked a lot about questioning and on most episodes that does come up. And when you're questioning and talking with someone, you have to be very careful to not make it sound like an interrogation, right? You're not just like hammering them with question after question after question, because oftentimes people will pick up on, and I love what you said, people will pick up on why you're asking those questions. Some people you can feel they're asking the questions because they have a checklist they have to go through. They need to get this information so that maybe they could submit it to you know, deal approval to get this whatever proposal built. Other people, they're doing it because they really want to help. And you can sense that, I think, just from how they ask it, their, their tone, inflection, the body language, maybe the context that they provide around it. Context is huge when asking questions, providing that context. And then some people, you really, I think you can feel it when they have that natural curiosity. You know, I'm the same way. I just, I want to know things. I, I want to understand how things work. I'm always, you know, fiddling around with something, just trying to figure out oh, how does this work? Why is this the way I'm sure I drive my wife crazy with doing that, but I just, my curiosity, I want to understand things and know things. And, and so oftentimes when I'm in a client meeting, I'll just sometimes be asking questions that may not directly relate to how we can help them, but I want to understand. And then oftentimes as part of that understanding, I may be able to find someone else or something else that can help them. So I think a good exercise is, as you are questioning and talking with people, start to think about why am I asking these questions and how is it coming across? Because that will ultimately impact how you're perceived. Love that. Completely, completely agree. If we don't know our why, well, one, either someone else will apply a why, which may not be your intention to your point. Um, and then it also, it, it then also potentially becomes an empty conversation because then you're just, you're just asking or communicating and then you come out of it and it's like, all right, what, what was the point of that almost, right? Which is, which is where also ties to kind of the value. It's like the value in what you're saying, the value in the questioning, the value in the curiosity. If you're, if you're tying it to value and you're clear about the direction, even if the direction is, well, I'm not even sure, I'm just coming from a place of curiosity because it, it, it feels like there's something there, right? You don't have to be always 100%, but if you understand kind of, kind of the value and the why, um, I think that holds us in good stead in also leading the conversation and gaining sort of leadership skills in having the conversations, not just being, a, mm -hmm. um, as a recent client <laughs> said to me, he was like, huh, I realized that in those, because um, he, he doesn't like appraisals, he was like, I realized that I'm, I'm just a passenger in it, um, which then went back to mindset for him, um, as opposed to a contributor and a leader in that process. Absolutely. Yuande, as you think of this career journey that we've talked a lot about, I am sure you've come in contact with some tremendous leaders being at yeah, large organizations, then also in your work now working with other organizations and other leaders. Who is someone that maybe you've come across in that journey or just even outside of that that has really helped to 
influence your communication style? And you know, what have you taken from them and made your own? Mm. Oh, I love that question. So one person immediately comes to mind. Um, uh, I'll give a shout out. Uh, yeah, just in case he, he listens. Uh, so Tunde Olariwaju, he is... So he was the partner who recruited me into McKinsey, and he's now the head of the um, UK and Ireland office. And so he can, and actually he, 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 he does both things. I was going to say, I was going to focus on him for one aspect of like, really what, what, what's helped me in my communication. The two things are one, an ability to connect with people when communicating it almost goes beyond the communication because it almost it doesn't matter how much I say or how much he says or how much I don't say. There's just a connection that leaves a mark on people that's almost in hard to describe, which I think goes back to mindset and the energy that you come into a situation with. Uh, so whether you ask loads of questions or you just tell people stuff or you, you're just silent for most of the meeting, it almost doesn't matter because there's like an aura. And then the second thing is authenticity. So coming as yourself, and being cool with your own communication style, right? Mm -hmm. I, I like structure. My communication is probably more structured than other people because it works for my brain. I know other people who are beautifully authentic in like the way their minds just go. Um, there's a startup founder who uh, I, I worked with them as an advisor for a while and his mind just goes all over. There's no structure, but it is beautiful the way he communicates because there's so much purpose behind it. Tunde does both of those. Um, and you can have, I, I've seen him walk into meetings where clients are like just pissed off and the connection just shifts their energy in a way that now you're both, now you're able to, because I think you kind of mentioned this earlier, almost recognizing what the experience of the other person. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to not just shift your mindset to get to a place that's more collaborative, but you know how to shift other people's mindset so that they come closer to that place where you can get more of a win-win. Like that's just amazingness. Um, so my style's changed a lot more to that. Um, and mm -hmm. I see that in Sunday as well as other people who I kind of work with. No, oh, that's great. I lo love the shout out to them. So <laughs> I, I would say you, you mentioned the two things, but making connections, connecting with people and authenticity, I would say it's likely the authenticity that's leading to those abilities mm -hmm. to quickly make connections and be memorable and to help shift people. Because, you know, if you think of going into a client meeting when somebody's upset and then you bring somebody else in, somebody senior in, well, then you can tell that they're just there because they're a title. We had to bring in the, the, the big hitter, try and smooth things over. And they're going to maybe try and schmooze or something like that. Yeah. Very different from somebody coming in that, that is authentic in their communication, authentic in their approach. You can tell that they really do care about trying to help and solve the problem. And to me, I think that's what's gonna to lead to those, what I would say, positive, memorable connections. Because sometimes people can come in and be loud and rambunctious and you're gonna remember them, but you may not be a positive note or a positive connection there. So I think absolutely authenticity will lead to those memorable connections. Love it, love it. I think that's a, that's, it all starts with us, right? You can't influence, shift, change anyone else or connect with anyone. If if we don't know who we are authentically and kind of live, live that. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up here, what closing thoughts or maybe last piece of advice would you have for somebody, whether they are fresh out of college, maybe they're at one of those inflection points where they're ready to make a change in their career 
whatever it may be, what, what piece of advice would you have for them around the importance of communication skills in their career journey? Mm. I think my, my core piece of advice, it's, it's sort of two parts. One is, one is remembering that irrespective of what your next role is, your next title, your whatever it is, communications at the heart of it. We are all human beings. If, if there is one skill set that every single, I was, I was going to say everyone in a job, but it's not even everyone in it. Like you may not have like a conventional job, but you have to, you, like we all interact with each other as human beings. Like that's such a core skill set to understand and hone. I think that would be one. And then the second would be, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a believer in the fact that we are our most powerful resource. So investing in building up to that place where you do feel authentic and really connect with people, right? Take it almost beyond the communication into really, really looking to connect with people. The more you connect, the more you enjoy the experience, right? Whatever point you're in, the more you're aware of what you enjoy. Yes, there are all the technical stuff that you'll get. Like mm -hmm. the technical stuff's all important. However, the authenticity and the connection really, really does trump that. So enjoy the journey, focus, connect, communicate, listen. It makes life that much more interesting and fun as well. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Could not agree more. As you are communicating and connecting with people, it just makes a difference in your life. And as you mentioned, there's not one role, kind of a quote, traditional conventional role of a job where improving your communication skills would not help, but it really it cuts across all aspects of life. How you're communicating at home with your family, with your friends, with people that are perhaps providing services to you. Being mm -hmm. able to effectively communicate is gonna lead to positive outcomes on the other side. 100%. Yuande, thank you so much for joining me today. Really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic. Love this. Take care. Take care. A special thanks again to my guest, Yuande Falyan. Yuande's career journey is such a testament to the power of curiosity, not settling, and leveraging your transferable skills. When you know your why, it makes it easier to not only communicate, but to carve your own path towards a career you truly enjoy. As always, if you haven't done so, please be sure to subscribe to Communicast so that you can be notified of new episodes. Thanks and have a great day.